Before we always start our show at Coffee Reds, and there's the mark. Of course, today's water as well. No coffee, yeah? All right. So, welcome to another exciting session today with me in Kobe Events. And um, we had uh, a great discussion just before going live. And uh, we had uh, a couple of people that's going to come on board and talk with us today at Kobe Events. And the topic is very simple. Uh, the topic is with children with chronic illnesses and um, and also to look at the mental state of the parents. So we will be having three parents with us, uh, Jasmine, May, and uh, Anil Das. All right? Each of them are going to share their experiences. Um, they're very outspoken speakers as well. And um, they're going to share their experiences, what they are going through with their lives and with their loved one. Of course, they are kids. Um, it, it, it requires a certain caliber. It, it requires a certain, um, what shall I say, a kind of character. They want to come out and speak about this. And 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 being the host of Kopi events, I think it's my great pleasure to have them. But also giving a great appreciation to Wachong Institution. We have two of these uh, young, smart students who are joining us. So let's call the first one, Justin. Where are you, Justin? Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, how are you? Let's I call Travis. Hi, Travis. Hello. Okay, so we have Justin and Travis. So, Justin and Travis, so welcome to Kopi Events again. This, I think, this is the second time you are joining me, right? Uh, first time. It's the first time. The first time? Oh, okay. Yeah, so, it's not time. the second time. Okay. Yeah. So, the first time was doing the trial session. Okay, so can you do a quick introduction about this project and the same time? what we are going to talk about in the later part, I will then explain it all about. Hi, hi. okay, so um, we are um, Project Euphoria. Our project is called Project Euphoria, and we are aiming to support children with chronic illnesses. So main, our main focus would be to, to like raise awareness for children with chronic illnesses and perhaps organize regular, like meaningful activities such that these children are able to learn outside of the, hosp the hospital visits. And also um, through all this, like this podcast, for example, we aim to clear stereotypes that people might have about these children. And also we do like infographics, write-ups, share stories of these children in order to dis dispel any misconceptions. And also we do 
like workshops interacting with the children, we are actually working with an organization called Club Rainbow Singapore, where we help um, children with chronic illnesses develop skills while having fun. So it's more of like a refreshing change outside of the hospital visits. Yeah. So I think that these activities also help to provide holistic learning opportunities in order to um, impart some like important values also in them. All right. Thank you, Justin, for the introduction. Travis, do you want to do uh, any uh, introduction about yourself or about this project before we start on to the, the real talk session today? Um, okay, yeah. So I'm Travis from Project Euphoria, and I think Justin has mentioned, like, I think most of what our project does. So um, mainly for my role in the project, I'm in charge of the publicity and designs, and I also handle the social media pages that we use to, like, raise awareness for the plight of these children with chronic illnesses. All right, so thank you guys. Um, so it's now ready to jump in. I know uh, before we bring in the parents, um, we have a topic that I know you have sent me some questions about this mental state of a particular parent who's going through. And I think uh, psychology and counseling is one of my greatest um, interests, uh, which I've been doing it for the past 15 over years in my practices. But the uh, good thing is that uh, I'm now pursuing my studies in psychology. So I'll try my very level best to answer those. But of course, if I don't have it as a speaker, probably I will get these uh, answers for you all back. But as I'm saying, I'm playing the both roles as a host and the same time as a speaker as well. But after our segment has finished, we will be having the parents to come up and talk about their experiences as well. So let's get the ball rolling. So who want to ask me the first question? So be, please be gentle a bit. <laughs> So maybe just yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll ask the first question. So, yeah. like from our research, we have like done on like the uh, children with chronic illnesses. We have identified some of like the physical impacts that the families face, such as having significant confusion, uh, social isolation, and major expenses when they have to like send their kids for frequent hospital visits. So. Uh, now we want to focus more on like the psychological and mental health impacts on the parents and the extended family. Um, I mean, this question has been popping up quite recently over the pandemic. Do you all agree with me about psychological, about counselling? I think this is one of the biggest topics that we ever been talking about. Um, given the opportunity, uh, what COVID-19 has done to majority of the people. But I want you all to take a little time off and think about those parents who are... If, 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 the, the amazing thing about the parents is who, who, who has a children with chronic illness, if you speak with them, you probably will understand there isn't any more weakness. There's any more fear. There isn't any more because they have overcome that. Uh, even when we talk about stigma, you know, uh, people tend to, you know, talk about things and, you know, look at judgment and comments. But beside that, I think if you later you will have experience that the parents, when you talk to them, they are full of energy, are full of N2, and you don't see any sign of weakness. So I think uh, probably in the beginning, when they learn to accept it, I think they go through a big turmoil, and pressure is there, stress is there, anxiety is there, then probably even depression as well. I mean, there is also a, a, a kind of a stats that probably every one of us are stressed, right? Students, working adults, everybody go through a period of stress period. But if that stress is not managed in a way that you can handle it, then probably you will go into anxiety because this is the first step that you can look at. Someone who goes into an anxiety is probably because of stress. They have actually put so much of tremendous pressure within them 
and then eventually it bring up to the next level of course anxiety and if that anxiety is not been handled well then probably it will go into the next spectrum which is the depression um right now if you look at someone out there there's no indication who is going through stress who is going through anxiety who's going through depression right you never know so i'm talking to you like that i probably be in a depression stage but it all depends to inwards that someone have to look upon right we are always looking upon the outer part of the world that everybody is just doing a lot of stuff but when we isolate to the question that we talk about as an impact on the parents of course they're definitely going to take a toll uh, they be going through a lot of things within them like i said when they get to know that a child is going through a certain illness um probably there will be a lot of why um in within them why me um and like i said it has overcome to a stage where they will be handling it in a very different manner i will have a parent later who's coming up to give a interview session and i'm actually i have to give the credits to her her name is jasmine um jasmine is such a strong lady um she has a daughter sarah later we do all this introduction you will know about that she's such a wonderful and i i call her the most of the time the wonder woman she's like doing multitasking and she never even show any sign of weaknesses but of course at the end of the scene you know i'm sure she will be you know spending some time and all kinds of stuff but she gives the best for the daughter for the children um i think as a parent everybody has a role but a parent with a chronic illness i think they are in a different level um and and probably it's not a fair statement for me to say that that not everyone can able to handle that um it requires a certain skill it requires a certain mental state you got to have a kind of an attitude and a character to to handle that particular so i think it's a god sent um probably we have to say that you know they are able to handle that so that is what i i, I mean based on my experiences i think that is one of the angle that i want to talk about but of course we will get the experiences from um, jasmine herself later when she come on board right thank you okay hi so um, vans we have another question for you is that given that these children are chronically ill thus they yeah. should require frequent visits to hospitals for treatment so yeah. is there any is there like does it take a toll on the children's mental health given that they have all this um disruption to their educational life um i mean uh, one shirt doesn't feed everyone i think uh, every children has is uh, ability we never even want to call a disability because we don't want to put anyone in a label but the parent will definitely will know uh, what the children is going through especially when you talk about autism or dyslexia uh, so many things are happening right now uh, up to a certain age when the child is not speaking or the child is not behaving um then when they get it checked uh, then probably they will understand that you know it requires a special needs to be done uh, but that is where the special care and concern comes in but when we talk about education itself um they there are many organizations in singapore which of course we can later um, give some details if we have the time uh, they have been also have a special skills in teaching these children uh, in terms of education but we probably it will be in a easier manner or in a different manner to get the the number of skills or the number of knowledge to the child in a special way of course it's not just like what are uh, the people are going through but i think uh, most of the time it's just a matter of how the parent is actually handling it um i think in my previous talk i like to highlight this before um i think that many years back i was in a restaurant and um i saw a family 
uh, the particularly a boy who's about thing maybe about 14 15 years old he was jumping around right the parents trying to control him the dad is pulling him down and the boy is jumping around moving around so one look i know that boy is a special need right but the amazing thing is people around it are giving judgments oh look at it the parent is not controlling oh can you please quiet so you see that probably is not the first time the parent is hearing that so not everybody looks in a different way of thing is um i might be holding on to the mark like this right if you can see the camera and i i tell you about this uh jason so jason can you hold the mark hold the handle hold the handle you can't because the handle is i'm holding it so it's my perspective of looking at things um but when we talk about social psychology it's all about what is behind the scene so for that particular state of um judgment or comments i think the parent has already come to a different level uh which later our parents on board were coming um, to give their interviews you will notice that that, that they they are in a different level the way they speak the way they are much more overconfident um than a normal parent is so that's why i'm call i will call them their super parents a superheroes mom and dad yeah thank you okay yeah so so who's going to ask me the um, next one yeah um yeah so you mentioned that there will be a lot of like social stigma when these children are in public because of maybe the way they act or like how they look so we talked about like the psychological impacts that the parents face but what do you think are some of the impacts that the children themselves face after being on the end like being at the end of all the discrimination okay um so yeah so if i hear that question carefully um i i'm i'm seeing it in the below part of it um it is not as easy all right but but whether the child understands or not is another question but definitely the parent is understanding it all right the parent is going through it and i think the biggest um like i said earlier it has come to a different stage where either the parent may go and inform them said look my child is a special needs child so stop giving your comments or stigma but I, unfortunately this is a society that we live we got to agree not to disagree but we got to agree the, the the main problem is when we see a situation is easy for someone to give a comment or to give a judgment all right and if you have recently seen in the past 3 6 months or even the eight months uh we been going through a lot of stuff right a lot of issues coming up which we have not seen or maybe there is but there's not much of it but right now it's becoming very uh, uh i would not say norm but it's coming very frequent and i think because of um it's got some kind of stress it's some kind of a pressure that they are facing it and um i think this particular question I would love to leave it to mom uh, sarah i think she oh, sorry mom jasmine because she will be the best person to <laughs> explain that you will listen you got to listen to how she speaks all right All right so let's go on to the next question because we are a little bit running on time because we have uh, three more parents to come in so i think okay, i will yeah. able to make another one more yeah okay so we were just thinking perhaps with all these um like the covid situation and these yeah. um the, the the pandemic and all these kids stuck at home and you've said that they might lead to anxiety depression maybe even withdrawal from society so has it led to any more adverse impacts on the children's mental health i i i definitely i'm very sure if adults is feeling it um i think kids also will be feeling it and if you recently have seen 
Our ministry has been very focused on mental health, mental resilience. Um, they have coming up with a lot of counsellors. The way of structuring is... Because these are the things that we have never seen before. Uh, in the past, we might have cases, you know, children going through stress because of studies, because of pressure, and so on and so forth. But right now, it's becoming... Um, of course, now things are getting better eventually. But the past one, one and a half years, it's already taking a toll. Um, a lot of kids are not enjoying themselves, probably. Um, putting a lot of pressure in terms of educations, um, not going outward. You know, it's always about inward. Um, like I earlier said, sometimes you need to be inward and outward bound. Um, but as a child, if the growing part is not a very great experiences, um, probably they will fall under a, some kind of a memory, even though if they go back in the future, if even they go front in the future, uh, even if they're adult, they will have an impact. They might have an impact because of that memory. Um, whether to able to overcome the memory or to challenge it and to make it disappear, it's going to be a challenge. So I think it's very important at this point of time, the kids should be exposed, especially in the outdoor segment, which means they should be exercising, they should be going out with the parents and they should be having a communication. I think it's very important to have a two-way communication of understanding it. And also as a parent, they always want the best for the children. So there are certain kind of pressures are there. Um, you always be, have to be number one. You have to pass. If a child takes 98 upon 100, um, instead of taking the child and dancing in the head, they'll be asking, where is the two marks? Why didn't you take 100 marks? I mean, there are some parents like that, right? Uh, we can't say it's all, but there's just a number. Um, so the child is constantly going in a very tremendous pressure. Um, I can't imagine right um if if i was a child and i would be do has been exposed to this I, I i don't know how well i will be able to behave that but there's been a lot of cases as well if you look at uh, in the past six months or so a lot of things are happening a lot of things are going in a way that we have never seen before uh, i'm sure it's a worrying concern we should be addressing it and i'm sure our ministry also be looking at ways of exploration um, it is not a one person's responsibility, it's a society responsibility. But when it comes to society, not everybody will be the same. Some will take responsible, some may not be responsible, some will only take responsible for themselves uh, because it's none of their problem. But if we do that, then eye for an eye, the world goes blind. Um, so sometimes we need to turn and look out for people who need help genuinely, whether it's a parent, whether a child. Um, we need to play an active role in the society. I think that's it's very important. Um, for an example, I mean, I'm sure you guys will do that as well. I mean, if you're driving or if you're walking by and if you see someone get injured, what do you do? Do you attend to it or you just take camera and, and video it? Right? But now it's a society that we are living in social media. Everybody wants some kind of content or some kind of sharing. You know, They always take the video. So if you see that one person is attending to it, the rest, 10 of them or 9 of them will be taking their camps and taking videos instead of helping. I mean, this is a society we have, we are right now, right? It's everything about sharing, social media and kind of stuff. But we can't blame that. It all boils down to the individual of how one will have to behave. But if you ask me in terms of whether the children going through some kind of stress at this point, yes, they do. How can we come out from it? There's a lot of exploration that need to be done. And this issue has to be solved now, not about later. So I'm sure everyone in the school settings or even the parents should take responsibility 
it's not just a school problem, it's a family problem as well, uh, and the society as well. But unfortunately, society, we don't have a control. In the school, school settings, you can see things are changing. In the home setting, have to be changed as well as a parent. If you're not responsible, then your child will not follow your, you as a parent. I mean, the role model. So yes, it does take an impact as well. Is there any more question for me, guys? We see um, also a no. lot of messages coming. Thank you so much. Okay, so if we don't have any more questions, then I would love to invite the first uh, speaker, a parent, which I always say the Wonder Woman. So Jasmine, so let's bring Jasmine up. Jasmine, come up here. Hi everyone, I'm uh, Jasmine. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll do a short introduction of myself. Uh, I've got two kids. Uh, the older one is a neurotypical kid. He's uh, schooling in mainstream school. Whereas my uh, little girl, she's uh, nine years old this year. Her name is Sarah. So Sarah has got uh, more medical challenges compared to her coco. Uh, and uh, she's currently attending a special uh, education school. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for the quick uh, introduction. So um, I have uh, two boys here, uh, Justin and Travis. Both of them from Wachong Institution. Um, so they're going to have a couple of questions for you. Um, so I, well, I can sit back and relax. So maybe we'll start <laughs> out with uh, Justin first. Justin, uh, your first question for... Yeah. Hi, Justin. Hi. So we were just wondering. So um, we, just now you mentioned that your child is part of the rare dis disorder society right so given mm. that your child it has like a rare disorder and all the symptoms might be like sort of pretty common and is the rare disorder might be sort of disguised and and not be able to diagnose easily so how then how then was your child's illness discovered and diagnosed given that it's not well okay known? actually for most um, patients with a rare disorder um, they don't, if let's say it's a more common rare, rare disorder, they may get a diagnosis. But unfortunately for Sarah, my girl, uh, even though we gone, we have gone through all the DNA testing and everything, we still can't pinpoint, you know, uh, what her syndrome is or what her condition is. So Sarah is undiagnosed. Okay. And um, basically for Sarah, she's non-verbal, non-mobile. She's tube fat. So even at age nine, right, um, she can't uh, really tell you what she wants unless we start asking her things. Um, and uh, yeah, so she doesn't have a known diagnosis, but um, generally what we do for her is to help her uh, to thrive according to what she needs. So if she can't drink via mouth, that will be tube via from stomach. And if she can't breathe properly, she will have this hole in the throat to help her to breathe. Yeah, so. Okay, yeah, I can ask the next question. So, like mm -hmm. Justin mentioned, uh, you and Sarah are part of the Rare Disorder Society. So, we would like to know how being part of that society has helped you in your journey as a mum with a kid with chronic illness. Uh, I think just now, Vance actually summarized it pretty well, is actually how you manage stress. And um, managing stress, you know, when, when you are faced with um, such a situation whereby you are being thrown into a deep sea, right? Like you don't exactly know what's happening to your child, what you're going to expect from a child in the future. But having been in this community actually allows me to meet other parents who are actually um, also 
you know, in the same kind of journey. So I, I actually do learn from um, pa- older parents, from their experiences, even from um, other, right now, Sarah is nine. I also, I'm also learning from the newer parents who are, whose child is being newly diagnosed. So in a way, being a committee, we, we can provide this kind of emotional support to one another. And uh, I think ultimately the message that we want to bring across to all caregivers out there is that we are never alone in this journey. It really takes a village to raise a child, what more a child with medical needs. Uh. So uh, don't isolate ourselves away from uh, from the public. Uh, don't isolate ourselves away from the community. Just, you know, as much as we can, we should actually step out and say that, hey, look, so what if I have a child with a rare disorder or more medical challenges? We are here, you know. I mean, even though she may have a medical condition, what's wrong with it is the way she she's been taken care of is different from the rest but ultimately she's still a human being she can feel she can understand just that the way she expresses is different from others okay so um next question for jasmine either jasmine yeah. or travis yeah just uh, so we were just wondering i think you addressed this pretty well but we were wondering how important do you think it was to be a part of a wider community that you can empathize with? But I think you've summarized it pretty well in the previous question already. So maybe maybe uh, you want to give like some examples of, of y'all supporting each other. How do we support one another? Okay, so basically um, like in RDSS or even for myself, I'm actually in various like WhatsApp chat groups. Then um, each, like I have one that's all mummies chat. So for this chat, it's really specifically for all the mummies. And then we can talk back about husbands. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, but, uh, and then in RDSS, we have a RDSS uh, uh, WhatsApp chat group. Uh, like for Sarah, she's on trichostomy. So we have a tricky chat group. So each chat group actually serves a, a so-called a different kind of like emotional support per se. Uh, I mean... Ultimately, what we want is um, parents, um, caregivers, they have an outlet to so-called like, you know, to share about how they feel, you know, by sharing how you feel, you're actually releasing the kind of stress that you're undergoing. So it's better than you just keep emotions inside you. Uh, so yeah, so that's how, you know, being a, in a support group is very important. And, um, you know, the thing about empathy, uh, uh, we actually, yeah, you're right. We don't, we don't need um, sympathy from the public. We need them. What we need them to, to do is to understand, um, like, you know, maybe sometimes, uh, actually, we're more than happy to share with them what happened to our kids. Uh, they can always come up to us and say that, well, what happened to your child? And then we can educate the, um, the, the public from there. You know, even like kids, sometimes um, they are very uh, innocent. <laughs> There are a few times that, you know, um, uh, whereby little children will come up to me or they will actually hush-hush, like, tell us their mom and or dad, uh, you know, what's wrong with this little girl? She's, like, so big but still in the stroller. Then if I happen to hear it, I'll just turn and smile at the child and see what the parent reacts. Yeah, I mean, it's not how we react is important, but it's actually how the parents react is the most important. If they take this opportunity to actually, you know, to educate their child saying that, oh, you know, look at this cha-cha, you know, maybe this cha-cha is not well, that's why uh, the cha-cha is actually in the stroller. And, 
yeah, so actually the parents should take out the responsibility. Like, I mean, don't shun uh, away from like having to explain to your kids why there are special needs kids out there. It's actually a great uh, educational uh, opportunity to, to teach your child uh, what uh, there are different kind of people uh, in, in our society. Yeah. Okay, and I think I want to add something here before the guys ask any more questions. I mean, there's a, quite a number of people are watching this live and there's a few questions that's coming in. Of course, we will address that. But um, I, I know Jasmine for about almost, I think, about two years since the COVID. Um, I was actually a host for one of the events for the Rare Disorder Society. Um, the way I look at Jasmine is because uh, because of Sarah, she had to do a suction for the daughter every 15 minutes, if I'm right. Or if I, I yeah. if I say that earlier, right, 15 minutes. And I said, how do you manage that, right? When she's driving, she has to do it. And sometimes in the beginning, she has to park the car. But right now, she becomes so expert um, that she does that while she's driving. I mean, um, you know, can you imagine the kind of mental state that she's going through? And she's very confident, right? She's not asking for any empathy or sympathy at all, right? If you look at her, she's very blessed. And she's very happy with Sarah. And we always see the posts that she does in um, the social media. They should always celebrate and treasure every single second. But I think all parents, all parents should be blessed and should be appreciate what they have given. Um, I know sometimes in life that you always want to ask for what can I get next or why is, you know, comparison always comes in. But I think from Jasmine and Sarah's, um, you know, we call the beautiful girls, right? Uh, you can see there's a such a huge amount of love there that is, um, can't be separated. And, you know, um, I, I'm sure Sarah is very blessed to have Jasmine as a mom. And mom, Jasmine is so blessed to have Sarah as a daughter. Am I right to say that, Jess? Yes, definitely. But for her, I'm not too sure. Maybe when she's awake tomorrow, I shall ask her that question. <laughs> okay. So she will be looking at you and like, you know, like winking her eyes. I'll, I'll okay. do a video. I'll do a video and make it public, okay? So that everyone knows the answer. Whether okay. she, she feels blessed that she's my daughter. Yes, please share. Okay, we have another one more question for Jasmine before we can call up the another parent. Uh, guys, do you have any question for Jasmine at this point of time? Um, yeah, okay. So maybe to round everything up. So you said that you're part of like larger a larger community and maybe like many different support groups, right? So apart from that, do you think there's anything you did on a personal level that helped you stay strong and positive throughout like bringing both your children up? Maybe I've asked myself one question, what is it that I want in my life? Um, I think that is to be happy. So, um, so I always ask myself, like, I mean, like, you know, for everything that I do, uh, I always look at a more positive side of, of that thing. Uh, I mean, when you focus on all the negativity, right, then you just look at, you are just looking at the not so good side of it. But if you, each time that you look at a situation, you are always looking for something good out of that situation, it actually helps you to become like more positive and happier. So, and I, I, I really love to help like, you know, other parents out there who may be in a sim similar journey that at least, you know, because for myself, I received this uh, early support from other parents. So I'd like to pass this love that I received from other parents to other uh, newer parents who are who has a child who's newly diagnosed. So ultimately, is you know finding a 
a purpose, a self-purpose in life. Like, and really, um, as an individual, we should always focus on ourselves first before we are able to, you know, give that much love to other people. So, yeah, really, you know, have to take care of our own health, our own mental uh, well-being um, before we can even start to help others. Thank you, Jasmine, uh, for spending almost 20 minutes with us. Uh, you are welcome to stay back, uh, but I know if Sarah needed you, you can always just go off at any point of time. So I'll leave it there to you. Um, okay, guys, do you want to say thank you to mom, Jasmine? Thank you, Jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. I mean, not every parent will want to come forward and share yeah. their experience to create an awareness. So if you can look at Jasmine's uh, way of speech, there isn't any weaknesses. From the day one until now, I know her. She never even take it as a uh, why me, right? Instead, she, I probably she's saying that try me. And I think she's doing everything she can to Sarah, all right, to make sure that she is the wonderful child. And and you look at this, no weaknesses. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Jasmine, once again. Thank you so much. All right, so we're going to call another parent up. Uh, in fact, we have two parents uh, lining up. Um, and of course, they should just switch off the camera. <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to call May um, to actually to um, see what she can share in terms of her experiences. Hi, May. Hi, good evening, everybody. Uh, okay, uh, introduction of myself. Uh, I'm a mother. Uh, now I'm 42 years old. I'm a mother of Chevelle. Uh, she's actually she's a miracle child. She's born with uh, alpha major thalassemia. So if you go and uh, research uh, alpha thalassemia major, there's uh, hardly survivor. I believe she could be the she. I think she's the first in Singapore, and uh, she's a miracle child. And um, she's also having. She's currently going to be six, and uh, she having. Uh, I, I could say that she's considered uh, meet special needs. Uh, she has behavior issues. She uh, global development delay. She have uh, she used to have eating disorder. Now slowly uh, is improving. And currently she attend uh, Epic Upper Thompson Fayette. And uh, she also attend uh, kindergarten. Thank you for having me today. Thank you, May. Thank you. Uh, just now we were doing some uh, sound testing. And uh, I can see your daughter was like counting the numbers and doing the sound testing. So probably now she's sleep already. She's actually quite picky. She's um, okay. no, I fail to uh, I fail my plan actually. I wanted to make her sleep by eight thirty. Oh okay, yeah, that's she's learning, a cheeky but, girl okay. she, she, okay. she can be quite uh, mischievous. <laughs> now yeah, I I, I think I on the YouTube. I let her watch cartoons. Hmm. Okay, so she, you're making her busy. So probably she will just pop in and uh, take over the position of every one of us here later. Yeah, hopefully oh. she, she, she don't yeah. come and disturb us. <laughs> okay, um, so guys, um, so we have May here and Alpha Major Thalassemia, so the, which a child is going through. And I know you all got prepared some questions for me. So please go ahead. Thank you. Hi, okay, so May, um, something that I would like to ask is, because you said that your daughter is a miracle child, right? So, when you heard the when yeah. you heard the news, what was the inner initial reaction to the diagnosis, and like what was the the how do you handle it from there? 
okay. Actually, I have a pregnancy complication uh, at week 22. Then uh, I think I need to transfer to KK Hospital because consider a high-risk pregnancy. So the group of doctors will uh, make me go back for blood tests and scanning every week. Uh, a team of doctor and professor in charge of a high-risk pregnancy. So at the week um, 27, she need a fetus blood transfusion. Means that the baby inside my womb, they're doing the blood transfusion, which the professor and the doctors, group of doctors uh, share with me that uh, they hardly done this uh, practice. Uh. So I'm actually quite fortunate because uh, I didn't hesitate very long. I consider for maybe two weeks, then I agree to do the uh, do the procedure. Because when I actually raised up my question in a motherhood forum, there's a lady uh, also happened to be at KK. She shared with me her experience. She lost her child because she delayed uh, for the blood transfusion. Uh, it's called fetus blood transfusion. Hmm. So... When my child was born uh, 33 weeks, six days, she was a premature baby. Because uh, I'm having high blood pressure, so they need me to uh, admit for emergency C-section. So she was uh, one month in NICU and later was discharged. She was born 1.4 kg, so it's preemie. It's quite challenging to take care of a preemie. It's very tiny. Uh. I, I would say that 1.4 kg is super tiny, uh, but it's it's actually to me as a new parent, uh, it's like I mean it's like two it's like I have definitely a lot of challenge challenges and uh, worries all that. Yeah. Okay. So it's like uh, uh like roller coaster for us. <laughs> it's a it's an experience, uh. it's a roller coaster experience for us. Hmm. You know, May, I want to ask you something here, uh, which, of course, we haven't prepared any questions for you. Um, you know, um, whenever someone hears something they do not want to hear, uh, I mean, it goes to everyone, right? Every one of us always welcome the good news. But someone who hears something is not good. I mean, of course, obviously, the mind, the body, everything breaks down. How was your state of mind at that point of time when you received um, the news about your daughter and how do you manage it very well at this point of time because earlier on when we're doing the sound testing i saw how mm. you and your daughter like you know good friends of buddy buddy you know you are like she's just climbing here jumping here and then you know talking you know non-stop and you are there and i get a very good energy there right even you even mentioned say that oh i'm not sure how she's going to be here and little naughty but i didn't see any naughtiness there i was just thinking that she's just being a sound happy child without any worry. I, I, I could say that uh, she has many faces. Uh. I could say she has, she's okay. sometimes very mischievous. She can uh, throw tantrums. She can scream. She can whine. I, I mean that she can be a good actress. In, in the school, she really behaves better than a uh, home environment. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, okay, when the doctors and uh, the group of doctors announced uh, actually what happened to her, what her actual diagnosed, uh, that that was uh, one month later when she discharged from uh, NICU. They took they took our blood test and retest it. Then they found out that oh she's uh, a major alpha thalassemia. Then the group of doctors having con uh, conference with us. Then they told us uh what 
what is their plan and uh, what treatment they advise what treatment we can uh, um, what treatment uh, they, they, they actually they suggest uh, Chevelle to try a bone marrow transplant stem cells transplant at age 2 hmm. so it's like we, we're quite shocked uh, we're quite shocked and uh, we actually don't know how to react. My, I think I, I was speechless, and I think tears start falling off. Yeah, and I, I try to control my emotion. Yeah, I, I was like crying quietly. Uh, I dare not look at the doctors. Then it's like my head looked down. I think it's, it's a, it's a normal reaction. <laughs> hmm. Thank you, Maeve. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, huh? boys, do y'all have any more questions for me? Um, yeah, we can so, take one more question for me right now. Okay, so um, hi mate. Throughout like the upbringing of Chevelle, do you notice any like stereotypes against maybe her or yourself also? Uh, sorry again. Any like stereotypes discrimination? Sorry again, Um. Oh. Throughout, okay. Yeah, definitely have. have uh... Okay, May, uh, what I think uh, yeah, Travis is asking yeah. you is, you know, when, when when you go out, right, I mean, of course, your daughter is, yeah. she's been a cell. I think the, the problem is not within the mm. child, it's the problem with the society because society give all kind of comments. So how will you behave or how have you behaved um, when a parent say, oh, look at this, you know, um, you know, it, it's easy for people to talk. All right. That's why we shouldn't even bother about what is people are always talking. They, you do something good, they talk. Mm. You don't do something, they also talk. You even you don't sit down probably also yeah, they talk, okay. right? So what is your yeah, okay. uh, point at that at that area? What will you do? Uh, okay, definitely there there are judgment from uh, in, uh from the public. Uh, okay, my daughter will throw tantrum. She will roll on the floor in the public. She will scream. She will whine. Uh, like whenever she can't get get the things that she wants, she will misbehave, she will scream why like even the floor are very dirty, right? In the public, she don't care. She she just roll on the floor. Uh, you know, some parents, their reaction uh when their child throw tantrum, they will just walk away. Then the child will uh will maybe uh chase up the parents. For my child is different, she don't care, she just roll on the floor, then uh she can even I stand there and wait 15 minutes later, she's still on the floor crying. So uh, those passerby, they will definitely give me a stare. It's, it's like they are telling me, oh, your child is doing this and you are you are just standing there, do nothing. Uh, okay. Then even when I start throwing my, uh, uh, I mean, I am start uh, getting very angry because uh, maybe I can't cope the situation well. Then when I start started to scold her, that's, that's another kind of stare. It's like, oh my God, what are this mother doing? Uh, how come scream at the child in public? Uh, do not respect the child. You understand what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, whenever what we do, we definitely have judgment and a negative comment. Mm. Thank you, May. Thank you for that. Um, mm. um, thank you, May, for spending for almost about 15 minutes and answering the uh, question with us. Um, I'm sure... Uh, you you fall under the super mom as well, which I classified. Um, oh, no. it, it I'm just trying that, uh, my best. It, it just that I, I personally feel that you know society has to pay a little bit more love. 
Um, I think we live in a world where we are always rushing for everything. That sometimes we don't even tend to we tend to forget about ourselves and other people. And um, I think it's 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 going to be better or it's going to be worse. We're not sure. But looking at your state of mind, I think that is very important because you are positive. Um, they have a very good community that you have and loved ones around to give the support and to push forward and at the same time to live blissfully. So thank you, May, for joining us at Kopi with Vance. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for having uh, me. Thank you. Thank you. You can be in the line with as well as Jasmine. If you have to go, please carry on. Yeah. I can switch off the camera also. Yeah, good. Up to you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So we have another one more participant. Uh, rather sorry another speaker uh he can be a participant as well also he's a great speaker as well um he has joined with me in copy with vans i think not too long less than eight months um he have talked about certain topics on um uh, pertaining to you know um, a different subject but today i'm going to invite him on board and um, share his experiences and let's see how his mental state is and let's see his way of behaving or rather how he behaves towards the society or how the society behaves to him. Um, sometimes you can see this man going out in his motorbikes, <laughs> become a super dad. Uh, sometimes he disappears at night. I'm sure he does with his motorbike. So let's call him up and uh, get to know him more better. Let's call Anil. Come on, Anil. On board, Anil. Hey, oh, you're <laughs> I cannot help but laughing. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, Vance and uh, you guys are doing a great job so far. Uh, I'm very happy to meet the Wonder Women. Uh, very inspired by what the uh, what the stories they share. So yeah, thank you for having me on board. Thank you, Anil, uh, so, for accepting the on board to speak. Thank you so much. No worries, bro. So I'm in the hot so seat we, now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure how 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 hot is going to be. Uh, but I have uh, two boys, very smart boys from Wajong Institution. They uh, look very smart. <laughs> so I, I will leave the honor to them to ask you some gentle and some easy questions for you. Okay? Sure. <laughs> okay, boys, take it over, please. Okay. So, hi, Mr. Anno. So, we'll just like Hello. to ask, right? So, um, you mentioned that just now during the, the sound check session, you mentioned that two of your kids have muscle dystrophy, right? So they are wheelchair bound. Yeah. So Correct. are there any are there any like sort of limitations other than physically that they might have as compared to so what compared to children who are deemed like normal? Uh actually uh both my boys, right? The elder one, uh he's 18 years old. Uh he has a, a sort of a delayed uh, uh, academic things. That's why he's not in academic. Uh, numbers don't make sense to him. Um, whereas the other one is the complete opposite. Uh, whereas my uh, elder son is high on EQ. My youngest is high on IQ. And uh, he's a smart guy. And uh, in fact, sometimes even too smart for, for, his, for his own good. Uh, so both are eccentrics. Both are eccentrics. But they basically are normal they are like normal kids, except for the physical, uh, what you call limitations they have. Uh, they are very normal kids. They they like uh, everything well, other kids like and all that. Uh, they are pretty well behaved, actually. Uh, both of them from young, when they are growing up, uh, pretty well behaved. Uh, so never really had uh, big problems with them. They are basically very good kids. And uh, I never had a, a hard time bringing them up, actually. 
So that in that sense, they are miracle kids for me also. I'm very blessed to have them. Okay, and then would you just, uh, I want to just understand, right? So because you guys have, I would say, taking care of children with illnesses is of course a greater, mm. it takes a greater toll on you than just taking care of like kids, like normal kids. So I would just like to ask, is perhaps, I would say, emotional support or like which aspect of support do you think would be the most important for to, to help support you as, as a parent in this journey? I think uh, I think uh, most importantly is uh, the reason why I talk about my kids in public is because uh, I want parents to understand that uh, you know we are not deemed to to have pity on us. Uh, we are just like any other normal parents, and uh, the the fact that they they look at us uh, in a different way is something that we don't want. We just want to be seen as normal parents. You know, some people call us like super parents and all that. Actually, it's not true. It's just that what God has given us, uh, we take care of them in that sense. So I think a lot of uh, a lot of things, uh, a lot of them that help us, right, is our uh, maybe the strength that we have is more on a spiritual sense than than the, the uh, interaction sense. And every one of us, I, I think my friends normally, right, um, uh, they are, when, when we are around together, they treat me as as normal. Um, they and they are also even, even afraid to ask about the kids. I volunteer the information myself. So no one likes to ask what's wrong with the kid. We only have one or two in public. Huh? When people ask what's wrong with their kids, then my wife will come in and say, oh, geez, there's nothing wrong with them. They just have this condition called uh, muscular dystrophy. And uh, muscular dystrophy is actually is a very rare disease as well. So uh, um, on our part as parents, right, it's our duty to actually educate the public what is uh, Duchenne and how, uh, you know, you can be with uh, kids with Duchenne and treat them as normal. They are actually very normal kids. Um, and they, they go to a school in CPAS. Uh, and uh, they're also associated with the Muscular Dystrophy, uh, Dystrophy Association of Singapore, which is an organization that supports uh, kids like uh, my kids. So they are doing an excellent job. And they don't feel like, uh, I mean, they, they themselves feel like they're just normal kids uh, themselves. Uh, maybe sometimes when, you, they, when they see the normal kids, right, uh, running or something like that, I know deep inside their head, it's going through, you know, I wish I can be like them. But... They, they are pretty uh, normal kids in the sense that they have accepted what their condition is and, and just to live with it. Did I answer your question? Oh, there I go. <laughs> you know, that, uh, I, mean, uh, I, I mean, I'm going to hijack here from the boys for a while. Um, what, I mean, rather than saying what, why, when, how, right? I, I'm sure you are a believer of God. And, and at this point of time, um, there's, there may be a lot of whys in the beginning, right? Um, I would not be able to imagine, right? I would not be able to have that kind of confidence how you are sitting in if I were you, all right? So it's never easy to be in the position of a person who's going through. Um, like, right. like what you just met earlier, right? Uh, Jasmine was there, May was there. Uh, but in, in, in the normal context, a lot of people are always comparing about themselves. Oh, my kid is like that. Oh, my kid is very naughty. You know, they 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 tend to be, you know, taking it for granted. But what? Yeah. How you manage your mind? Uh, I mean, you and your missus, uh, in terms of giving the best for the boys, 
giving him, you know, everything. We are just a normal family with lots of love and, and, and doing what is needed to be done. There's nothing extra. Um, how do you manage to do that? Because that's, that's a, a different kind of a mental resilience that you, sh you and your missus have that. How do you, how, what is your advice to the, to the public? Uh, I think, I mean, this advice is not for, uh, it's for every parent actually uh, to remain uh, positive at all times and stop, stop this comparing with other kids. This is the thing. I mean, for myself, I, I can't, I can't help it. But, uh, but sometimes, uh, I mean, when I see kids with normal kids, right? I mean, sorry, parents with normal kids, I do wonder how is it like uh, to have normal kids. And so they are also wondering the same about us. I think the, the, common, the common vein in all parenthood, right, is to remain uh, positive at all times and never, never do comparison uh, with uh, even brothers. I mean, uh, even with two children, they compare with each other, you know. Why you can't be like a brother or why can't you be like a sister kind of thing? They have to stop that first. So when they do that, I think you allow the children to grow confidently individually. You know, and uh, 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 and I think uh, that's what should uh, that's what every parent should do, actually. Did I answer your question once? Thank you. Thank you, you so much. Very, very long question. Very long question. <laughs> I'm breaking down. Okay, guys, uh, we have another two more questions for Daniel. And before we um, conclusion, it about it. Um, okay. Hi, Daniel. So as Justin and Van said, it might be quite stressful, like bringing your child, like both your kids up. So do you think yeah. like as a society or the general public, is there anything that we can do to help alleviate this stress or like, provide assistance uh, I think stress stress right is something uh, how you perceive things as I, I think uh, rather than myself I think my wife go through a lot more stress than than me uh, she is the superwoman not me uh, I'm, I'm nothing I'm actually compared to her I'm nothing actually she handles she handles the kids uh, more uh, more hands-on um, uh, whether it's in the studies or anything like that so uh, i think i think what we uh uh how do you say uh managing stress is basically taking one day at a time if you were to uh, i mean as parents as parents right i, I my kids have uh, uh how do you say a limited lifespan uh, uh, for Duchenne, right, they don't make it past their 20s. So we, we already know this is the thing. The best case scenario, you have a miracle, they, they, they get, you know, uh, have no more of this disease. But um, being on the practical side, then I know, okay, this is the timeline that we have. So we have to make each day count. Every single day, um, the stress, if you stress about tomorrow, right, uh, then you'll be stressed. But if you live for the day, you just live when you wake up in the morning, you thank God that you actually woke up alive. I thank God I can see my kids alive today. Um, and if you take each day as it comes, right, uh, stress will be at a minimal. If not, I mean, I, I, I'm not stressed, to be very honest. My wife also. <laughs> so we, did, we do take each day at a time. So that is the, uh, that is the best way forward. And it applies to every parents, not just parents with 
uh, special needs uh, kids, you know. Yeah, okay, understand. Thanks, Daniel. So I got like one last question, which is, yes, is bullying a problem in school for your kids? Not at all. <laughs> both, both my boys, uh, they started off in, in the uh, uh, primary school, normal school, uh, in Pasaris itself. Um, both both kids went through the normal stream with uh, with the kids, and both of them actually exhibited uh, walking problems. They, they walk with a gait. Uh, in fact, my my second one was already in a wheelchair when he was in primary one. That was actually quite fast. Um, and all the kids, they were so nice. They all take care of my boys. That, that I mean, somehow or other, you know, there's a grace, right? That's God's grace on my kids that they have never been bullied. Uh, in fact, uh, my elder one, he was a little naughty. There was this boy who was with him and uh, he was a bully, actually. He bullies other kids, but he doesn't bully Ryan because he recognized that Ryan is a you know special kid and he took care of Ryan. So, uh, I don't know. They have never been bullied in school. So, it, they were good schools. Lah. So, I, I don't... It's a neighborhood schools in first grades. But they really took care of my boy. So, I don't think they never had this issue about bullying in their life so far. Thank God for that. <laughs> but honestly, I would not know how to... How would they... Uh, I mean, how would they tackle a, a bully in, in, in their life? But, uh, yeah, so far, no, not, not an issue. Lah. They are some. They are good, good kids out there. You know. So, do you have any other questions? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining in, Anil. Um, any more questions for Anil? No, okay. No, so, the problem question. Then um, we have questions all coming up. So probably maybe. Uh, Anil can take one, then maybe Jasmine, and then followed by May, right? So, Anil, there is um, a question for you. Uh, somebody by the name of Kai Rai. Uh, is there a small gesture someone did for your child that meant a lot to you? I think, uh, I think almost every day I see some kind of act that is done for my kids. And I... I like to talk about uh, the block that I stay in Pasir Race, right? Block 505, if you are watching, uh, hi. Uh, they are always very nice to my kids, especially uh, when they are taking the lift. Uh, both my kids, sometimes they come on their own and all that. So they do struggle to, to press uh, the floor because it's quite a, it's a high floor. Uh, but always there will be someone who say, do you need help? Can I come inside the lift with you? Can I press the thing for you? So um, there's always always something I'm very grateful for when I see people around uh, helping. When we go into a restaurant, they open the door for us, uh, uh, you know, for my boys and all that. So there are always uh, there are always something nice that everyone does. But of course, the other side there's also always the other side of the the, the coin. But uh, most of the time, it's always a, a good experience with them. All right, thank you. Uh, Anil, um, maybe uh, Sarah can take this. Sorry, Jasmine. Sorry, Jasmine can take this. Sarah is going to get angry with me tomorrow. <laughs> what is going on? Okay. So, uh, so uh, Jasmine, so probably you can uh, answer that. Um, how is uh, Sarah is coping up in the school or even with friends and even in when she came back, came, come back home also? 
Okay, so is there a time for us to bond? Is there a meaningful? I mean, when it comes to bonding with Sarah, right? I, I guess for the past um coming two years um like because of the COVID situation, um I'm like literally home with her most of the time, and um and I realized that if I don't see her as a a special needs kid, she's still pretty much like a normal kid. <laughs> She will like you know, I think because now that I'm with her twenty four seven, I truly understand what she wants, what she doesn't want. She can tell you things like, "I want to watch YouTube now. You better switch on the TV for me." And um, yeah, and I enjoy these little little moments with her. And um, it's not just me and Sarah. It's also her brother, her father, the whole family. Yeah. So I guess. Um, taking care of her, of her medical challenge, of of her medical needs, right, has become part and parcel of like, it's a normal routine that we are supposed to do it for her. So I don't really care about that, you know. So what I want is to really spend that time with her, trying to understand her more, and helping her to achieve that independence that she can achieve, so that in future, you know, if there's if me and my husband are no longer around, at least she's able to to be to live independently. Yeah. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you for that. Thank you, Anil. Uh, we have a question from me, from one of the participants here. Uh, sorry, from one of the people. Just let me just pull up that for you. Uh, May, what makes you stronger? What is your advice to all mums? Um. Okay. My advice to all moms are uh, stay calm. So if you need someone to talk to, uh, please um, find help. Okay, for the past two, I, I, I could say that for the past few years, uh, I was always uh, facing all the situation, uh, facing challenges uh, myself because my husband is a sole breadwinner. And uh, I, I do not know there's a support group uh, in Facebook or WhatsApp group. I do not know there's uh, all those uh, group chat that can support me. And uh, I it's like baby step. So it's like uh, maybe today I can't make it. Tomorrow I will do it better. I will try again. Uh, and I will try to read uh, like Pinterest, like ways to uh, cope with uh, behavior issue child or Maybe she's having global development delay. Uh, what can strengthen her motor skill? Uh, like, uh, okay, she also speech having speech delay. And I also did research a bit. Uh, I, I, I will say that uh, I need to find solution to help her in order to help her also to help myself. And for anger management, right, I could say that all these years, I could be every day very angry with her. And I can angry, I can like, uh, my whole body is shivering. It's like, I can feel the, uh, feel the like, the, it's like my high, my blood pressure is uh, always on the high side. Okay, uh, only last year, uh, I'm so glad that the uh, epic psychologist uh, stepped in to help me and uh, teach me some ways to deal with my daughter. Okay, it, it's quite amazing. It's quite amazing that they are not mothers themselves, but uh, somehow or other, their ways did work, and uh, I I won't say always work lah, but I will try. I will try and error. I will try. Yeah. So okay, my advice to all those parents uh 
no matter special needs or uh, normal kids, um, okay, if we, we need to manage our own emotion and our anger first, we need to stay calm. And uh, when our child is like uh, throwing tantrum, anger issue, if we really can't control ourselves, maybe we, we need a space ourselves. We, we need to walk away a while. I mean, not not to a far distance uh, that you lock lock her in the room, then you uh you are you are outside the dining area or what? Uh, I mean, not too far, <laughs> too far. I don't know what will happen. Uh. they they might self torture or, or they will do funny things, mischievous things. Yeah. So what my advice is uh have a space yourself first. Uh, ask your child to come down, then you also come down. Uh, okay, what? What the psychologist taught me, uh, she told me that she creates social story for me. And I find it's very useful in my daily life. Uh, and the epic teachers also create routines for me. And I'm so glad that, that they really helped me a lot. Uh, I, I won't say that it works daily, but I will try to practice it. Yeah, so it's like... When you are very stressed or very down, please find someone to talk to or like the uh, school teachers, uh, like ask them for solution or maybe join group chat and ask the parents for advice. Yeah. So, I mean, don't lock, don't lock yourself in the cell. You definitely need some help and uh, you need to voice out your concern. Yeah. It's very Thank important. You, uh, I, I would say that mental health is very important. Yeah. I, I remember a, I remember is it last year or this year there's a Japanese uh, mommy committed uh, committed suicide uh, I think she's also having a special needs child okay. I think what's my advice is uh, yeah definitely if you need help yeah please voice out hmm. thank you May thank you very much for the uh, mm -hmm. advices I mean um, you, you you just been an expert example to to a lot of people out there and the way the energy has been um passed across i think it's it's very i, I just want to say speechless because not easy but you have proven it just like all the parents and wish you all the success and the best thank you may um i have another thank one you. more question thank for you. sarah why do you keep on calling sarah today? why do you keep on calling my girl she's sleeping <laughs> I no, because I miss her already. You every time bring Sarah, right? When we go for coffee, you bring her. Then when I do the shows, you also bring her. Then today you never bring her. I keep on saying her name. Okay, see? I'll do a video tomorrow. Because I always see in the Facebook, I always give you likes for whatever that you post about Sarah. Okay, so Jasmine and uh, Anil, I got one question for each by the. Uh, the viewers here, then after that, we will just uh, finish up the show here. So this one, I'll pass it to uh, Anil. Um, as a student, what do you, I mean, as a student, the, the question is asked by one of the students, what do you think I can do to maybe help or to be more considerate for your children? Basically, uh, treat them like how you would with a, with a normal child. Um, always ask them, is there anything I can help you with? It's just as simple as that. Um, I think... Uh, if you uh, the consideration is basically just to uh, treat them as normal kids, like any kid that you see, uh, regardless of what condition they have, just treat them as normal. I think that goes a long way already. Thank you, Anil. There was a short and simple uh, answer that you're given. I mean, nothing 
just direct on the spot. All right. Thank you. Thank um, you so yeah. much. So, um, passing this, the last question to uh, Jasmine. In the support of acceptance of children, chronic illness, is there something, anything lacking or can be improved? How can a general public support parents and children with chronic illnesses better? Mm, I think because just... I know, uh, society does that also, right? I mean, you are uh, very active. Uh, maybe you can talk a little bit on the society and then also how you take this. Thank you. Mm, I think creating awareness is definitely the first step to, you know, um, to educate the public about uh, what a child with a special needs, you know, um, the kind of challenges they're facing. And uh, of course, that's what um, Rare Disorder Society Singapore is doing it too. We help to raise the awareness for the rare and also to let people know that, you know, um, like what May has shared, what Daniel has shared that, even though we may have a child with more medical needs, that doesn't mean that we're anything special. We're still human beings. So just treat us as normal as we can be. And, and if you're talking about support, if let's say you do meet a family who has a child with a rare disorder, um, just give a smile to them. I think that actually encourages them a lot. And um, even though if let's say your own children may pinpoint and say things like, Hey, look, mom, why is that child, you know, so different from me? And this is a very great opportunity for you to share about what special needs is all about. So don't leave all this to so-called the schools or even to like organizations to start raising the awareness. You yourself can start doing something. Yeah. So I think that's more than enough. You don't have to like say, oh, I've donated like 10,000 to the society or, you know, you don't, it doesn't, the, the acts of kindness doesn't have to be so great. It's just that little smile, that little acknowledgement to us. Yeah, that's more than enough. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Jasmine, for that. And um, also, we wish all the best for RDSS in their, in, their, in their work towards the society and to a lot of other parents as well, as well as May and uh, Anil. I mean, um, you three, of course, you are very humble. You don't accept that you are a super parent at all. You are just treating yourself just as a normal. And you want the public to do the same thing as well. Don't look at us differently. We are just parents. It's just like you guys. Stop looking right. at us differently, right? And I think what the public also need to do that is stop giving judgment. Stop giving yeah. comments. But I mean, like we say this, but we still get it. You know, the kind of looks, the kind of thing. But I mean, that's not going to be affected, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's past. But... Um, I mean, we wish you all the best and uh, thank you for coming on board, Kobe Vance, and sharing um, this in the society, in the social, and hopefully it gets shared. So if you're watching these viewers, please do share this so that more people can get the acknowledgement, more people can get the awareness about, you know, not just being a super parent, just as a normal parent and no stigma, no judgment and no comments. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. I'd like to finish up the session here. Thank you, parents. Probably I'll just um, have the boys here with me for a while. Um, Anil, is there any final thing that you want to tell uh, to the viewers or to the group here? Anything? Uh, well, I'm so privileged to be in this group uh, to learn a little bit more about you guys, what you guys do and all that. So thank you. I want to, I want to see a girl. So cute. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello?
That's about it, bro. Thanks, thanks so much for creating this awareness uh, program. Uh, good to good to hear from you guys and uh, learn a few things today. Thank you. Thank you so uh, much. You yeah. ladies are very strong ladies, uh, just like my wife. Mm-hmm. I, I I think <laughs> women are made more stronger than guys, lah. That's that's the truth. Spot on, spot on. <laughs> Probably we will lose words for male, but that's okay. We are all different. No, 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 Thank you, thank you. Um, Thanks, uh, Jasmine, Jasmine, any any final words yeah. for the viewers or for the team? Mm, I think most importantly, as an individual, always look after yourself. First. Um, you must be a happy individual to be able to spread this happiness to the rest um, of you know your family members, your friends. So always most look after time. yourself first. Exactly. Thank you, thank you, Jasmine. May any final words before we close this? session today? Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, I would think that uh, now the society are very stressed uh, because of the COVID pandemic. So it's, um, I, I would say that uh, not we ourselves are very stressed uh, that we are having special needs. I mean, now everyone is um, definitely will have the very stress, uh, will be very stressed. And uh, I think look after mental health is very important. And uh, if you feel very stressed, uh, you need to overcome, uh, please find some help, find someone to talk to. And uh, th- I know that there are a lot of helplines uh, nowadays. Uh, yeah. So uh, please, uh, please voice out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you. you. I mean, you're stretching the point here mm-hmm. of getting help. That's a wonderful mm-hmm. message of course today. So thank you, mm-hmm. uh, parents. So. We will keep in touch and hopefully we can catch up for coffee right now. Five packs, all vaccinated, I'm sure. So definitely let's meet up for coffee. Let's have coffee with friends, yep. all right? Coffee, right, okay. Uh, okay, okay. No sugar, okay, no sugar. But one sugar. <laughs> all right, see you guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay, uh hey, Evan, yeah, welcome. You are you are supposed to stay. You are the host today, okay? You are supposed to help me. You're gonna say bye-bye and go off. Okay, so we have come to the, the last part here. Um, so we have Justin and Travis from Wachong Institute. You have the honor of asking questions. Uh, what do you just in one to two minutes? Let's start off with uh, Justin first. So Justin, what do you feel from the session today after speaking to the parents? I think this session has really gave a different perspective in looking at these children. So actually, before embarking on this project as a whole, I didn't think that I could impact this community much as a student, you know, because they, they have they are a big society. They, are, they usually think that they are they require people of like medical experts, financial support, all this, but through, through the whole course of the project and through this session alone, can really see that maybe just talking to this parent, talking to the kids itself, it gives them really the, the support that they need. 
the in their journey. So I think really this this uh, this project has allowed different perspective. Allow me to take on a different perspective on this community and just tune my tune my um my views on the on the, the the society on society as a whole basically and sort of not I think what what is the biggest takeaway is to not pass judgment as previously mentioned and this will I wouldn't say work completely but it would definitely help in integrating such children into society. Thank you, Justin. That was a very great um, take back, a great conclusion within your project and with Watch On Institution. Thank you so much. Uh, Travis? Okay, so for me personally, before embarking on this project, I didn't really know much about like children with chronic illnesses because like, I feel like this group of children are not really covered in the mainstream media. And for myself in primary school and even in Hua Chong, I didn't really have much exposure to children with chronic illnesses. So being able to embark on this project and throughout like the regular interaction sessions and like a, a, an online webinar that we held and even throughout this COPY event, I learned that like these children are actually not that much different from us and that the public shouldn't really like discriminate, discriminate, uh, discriminate them because like maybe they look different or maybe they act different. Yeah. Thank you so much, Travis and Justin, for joining me at Copy with Vance. It is a very fruitful session as well because um, we we have shared a couple of stuff today about mental resilience. We talk about stress, anxiety, depression. We also look at the mental state of a parent who have uh, chronic illnesses. But the way the the operation system, I call it the OS of their mind, is so much of positiveness, right? You you didn't even see a little part of a negativeness. There. Instead, they themselves are speakers as well. You can see the synergy, you can see the energy, and you can see the positivity. And there's so much of love within that. They didn't even see any weaknesses there. And that's probably because they have already done back then, which is already they push it and trash it and burn it off. And now they are very strong in terms of providing the best for their children. Um, if all parents are like that, I think this is going to be wonderful. And we should stop comparing. We should stop judgment. We st should stop stigma, right? If somebody is bullying, they are, they are the weakest people. If somebody is giving stigma, they are the worst kind of people in the entire world because you're always thinking that you are better than the others. So definitely that particular person has some underlying issues, right? But I think as a society, we can't change. The only person that we can change is within us. If we can change this person, within every one of us, that is good enough because we just have to go ahead of our path. Who is coming, who is not coming, that doesn't matter as long as we are going ahead. If you see people, we can bring them along, but if they refuse to change, just leave them where they are and just press on. With that, I'm going to sign the both of you all off. Thank you so much for joining at Kopi Events and we will catch up again for our next segment on a different group on a different topic. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Travis. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you went off already. All right. So thank you once again. Um, it's my great pleasure of joining uh, me as well as joining as a host. I always learn in every of the session. It's always a mind-blowing session, right? Nothing has been scripted. There's just a little preparation, just maybe the last 15 minutes. I, I don't 
basically believe in preparation because then you become very rigid. Then you have to follow certain rules and regulations, um, which doesn't because uh, copy events is all about creating awareness, spreading the information and learning through the journey. So with that, uh, we have a gesture and drivers from Wachong Institution. Thank you to the two boys, the two students, very smart students, as well as to the institution as well. And to the parents of uh, Sarah, Jasmine, and uh, May, and Anil. So thank you so much. And we will be back again next week on, um, in fact, a very interesting topic that we are coming in. We recently embarked on a new mission. So we are going to bring in a lot of projects as well together. We're going to talk about nutritions. We're going to talk about exercises. We're going to talk about mental state. We're going to do reviews on cars and bikes and a lot of new segment that's coming. And that's one of the reasons why Kopi Events was off for one week because we're doing a full renovation, which means I'm turning the whole room into a studio. That's right. You heard that. So we will be coming back again next week on a different topic with the same Host, oh sorry, it's not there. You see, yeah. Okay, we copy events right now. I'm signing off. This is Vance. Ciao.